really hoping that there's audio. Yes, there is. What's going on, everybody? Brian Pierce from Seat Time here. Haven't done an interview in a while, so I figured I want to talk to some people that have a lot of good things to say about the industry and what's going to be coming up in 2013. So we've got that going on. But one of the other people that I've got to meet when I was at the ISDE earlier this year, 2012 with Jason Hooper, was Josh Strang. We even slept in the same hotel room one night, which I have to say was pretty cool. He's an awesome dude, and so we get him here tonight. So let's just introduce him. Mr. Josh Strang, how is your evening going, kind sir? Uh, it's not too bad tonight. Uh, it's a bit getting kind of chilly out here in California uh, this week anyway, so I'm uh, just, just staying inside and um, cooking some dinner right now, watching Monday Night Football and uh, on, on seat time here right now. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the, uh, I have to ask, but this is probably your first time on seat time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think? So far, we're doing okay? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that was really awesome was, I guess it was about two or three weeks ago, was the ISDE. I have heard about this thing my whole life. I've always tried to follow it the past couple of years, uh, but I actually got to go this past year. Paid my own way, but that's okay. Hung out with Mr. Jason Hooper from Digital Off-Road. And you guys are good friends. You know, right now, you live West Coast. He lives East Coast still. But, you know, being able to hang out with you and, and talk to you, it really gave me some different insights from, you know, a rider's perspective. So you've done the ISDE three years now. So give us a little bit of history of what you've learned, how you've kind of gone through all the stuff that's happened and led up to this year. Now, we'll talk about your placement in a bit. So, But give us a little bit of history on the ISDE for you. Uh, well, my first year was in 2006 in New Zealand, and and that was my first six day, um, first six day I'd done, and it was New Zealand. So I mean, it was close, and it was easy to travel. It was only a four hour plane flight from Australia because I was still in Australia at that point. Right. And uh, and I mean, it was it was a lot easier than say um, a rookie flying to like Germany, for instance, right. or something like that. So uh, I mean, it was it was uh, definitely different, and, and uh, New Zealand was fun for me. I enjoyed it, and we have a in Australia they have a four-day enduro, which is kind of is the same that, format that's as the six-day. Just start right now, too, isn't it? Uh, in, yes, in, I think today yeah. it started. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's it's a good lead-up and good practice for um, people going to their first six-day, and uh, New Zealand was good. I ended up uh, the day I went to. To go test my bike from getting out of the crate, the thing seized on the way to the <laughs> test track. So, that's, that's never so good. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't, it didn't start all that great for me. But uh, it was, it ended up being good. And uh, I think, I think Australia finished second or third, maybe third in the junior team, the junior team I was on that year. And then, uh, then I moved to the states in '07 and and went to Chile. Uh, the in 2007, and that was a sand track. And I mean that was completely different uh, compared to New Zealand. New Zealand was like uh, real hilly and, and uh, slippery and, and wet and then Chile was just all sand. So I mean it was um, two completely different events and then uh, I had the last four years off or whatever it's been since from 07 to this year and and uh, I got to race this year which is which I was real happy about. Yeah, uh, it was, I think that was, you guys I don't think, I know, you guys did extremely well this year, but one of the things that was completely resilient um, was how injured your whole team was. I, 
I don't think you know we we I don't have the picture pulled up. Uh, I could probably put I could put it up on Facebook later. But I mean, like Glenn Kearney's knee, for example. I mean, like twenty one stitches all together, seven internal, thirteen external. You know, we got Toby Price getting beat up. You got beat up. And one of your other guys was out on the last day. I mean, you guys really went through a lot of struggles this past year to still or this year to still come away with second place. You know. So mentally, as a rider, what do you have to do for not just yourself, but as well your team to kind of keep the momentum going and make it to where, you know, people don't start losing heart and, you know, they stay in the game? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Aussies, Australians, I think, for a long time have always been known known to be, uh, like, tough and people that never never quit. And, and that was a good example this year, especially of, of Glenn with that knee. I mean, I... Personally, I think if I, that happened to my knee, I would have quit. And, <laughs> it was serious. Not, and not because not because I'm I'm a quitter, but because that was <laughs> that cut was it wasn't just like a cut that from a Stanley knife. That thing was like from a chainsaw. Yeah, it was like it was it was a real cut, and and uh, like for that to happen, and me see Glenn not quit through that makes me as a team member quit complaining and and try as hard as I can you know and I think that everyone saw I think Glenn's was the big the big deal the big um, deal breaker for the Australian team I mean everyone everyone saw it <laughs> and everyone saw him come home from the hospital with stitches and we're all asking him we're like are you riding tomorrow and he's he I don't think he was ever not planning on quitting so I mean from the moment he took his his knee brace off he was like I'm still racing and I mean, it's that to me. That's really that's really cool um, for him to finish. And then Toby with the the ribs in the end, having a couple of broken ribs, and and still doing top ten times at almost every test is is also pretty good. Yeah, um, kind of one of the I guess little things that I noticed, and by no means am I picking on Team USA here, but say like. You know, because of the fact that Hooper and I would walk by, kind of talk to different teams after the days, uh, we talked to, you know, the Team Australia, and you guys always, even when, you know, Glenn was there with his busted knee and everything, had such a great vibe, such a happy mood in the pits. And, and you know, say if we were to go over to the USA, it, we didn't really catch that all the time. Now, you know, as you said, Australians are kind of known for not quitting. It seems that you guys are also a little bit more jovial in a lot of senses. But I guess my main question is, you guys also, I don't know if you get paid to be there, but your way is paid. But then a lot of the USA guys, that's not the case. I, with some of the bigger guys, it might be. Do you think that something like that would really maybe play into how hard or how crazy somebody's going to push it to really just make sure the team gets the best you know, finish they're going to have? I don't know. I mean, if... If I was paying my own way, like yeah, uh, motorcycling Australia pays um, majority of of the trophy and junior trophy team riders that pays majority of their way to get to the six days each year. And I mean that's that's something that uh, I mean Australian American riders get everything from from experience I've had. American riders and myself included get everything handed to us on a platter. Okay, like we don't have to. The Australians still uh, the uh, like a privateer kind of class. Even, I mean, even Toby Toby's making a living racing, and there's some of the other guys like Glenn and and Holt, like pretty much the the trophy team there making uh, making salaries in Australia. But uh, even even though they're getting paid, it's still not not anything compared to a 
intermediate guy here in, in the States as far as product and, and getting support goes. Right. And I think uh, I think the Aussies are, are happy that someone's paying for them to go overseas and race race internationally against um, world-class riders, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, and also, uh, kind of lost here, but, uh, it's okay. but like, uh, the, uh, if I was paying, but what I was getting at, if I was, if I had to pay my own way to get to Germany, I'd be, I'd try and be happy and I'd try as hard as I could because I know it's a waste of money if, right. if we're not, if we're not working hard. And I mean, that's, uh, I saw a little bit of the same in the American team. I'm for good friends with some of them, and and they they just sent, some of them just didn't seem, didn't seem to think they were the trying as hard as I I believe they could have. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to hear you say that. Uh, again, my first experience being at that high level of uh, you know a high level of an international event that was crazy. Watching the French guys do what they were doing, and I mean just all the teams. And especially, I think, like, some of the newer guys, they maybe didn't know how to handle some of the pressure. They knew that they could ride really well. Or, say, newer guys on the USA team, um, you know, they were riding great, but they didn't know if what they thought was great was good enough, and they thought they were doing really good, and they didn't. I mean, there was a lot of variables that were going on there. So, you know, obviously, you're still going to be on Australia. You're still going to want to win. You're going to want to beat the USA guys. But I think that everybody, including some of the guys on your team, learned so much, um, and y'all... I think y'all know how to win, and I'm looking forward to that. I mean, do you think that you have a shot at winning, you know, in the next year or two? Yeah, I, I believe Australia uh, especially, and, I mean, America um, as well. For, um, they have, on paper, their team this year was was good. The Germany six-day was very European, right. and, uh, and the closest that American riders get to riding in Europe is the GNCC. Um, I think I've never done a national enduro, but national enduro is is so much tighter than anything we rode at the six day, even any trail whatsoever that it, you can't compare it, can't compare national enduro to six days, and so I I think the closest um, that any of the tests got to any of the American riding is GNTC, so that's Mullins and Thad, yeah. and Thad was on junior, junior trophy. So, I mean, as far as the senior trophy goes for America, Charlie was the only one who was ready to race that those kind of special tests. Yeah. And uh, I think Kurt and Taylor, Destry, uh, Brownie, and then uh, even even Russell, because he does national enduro, weren't, weren't as prepared as, as, uh, as all the other countries. And uh, with Australia having um, special tests, which is like six-day format yeah. uh, back in Australia. I think they're more prepared, even though we were still off the pace of the French, the French guys. Yeah. But uh, everybody was I off think their pace. <laughs> in the, the come next couple of years, I think if Australia keeps standing their best team, I I think I think we can get closer to the French. And I mean that's I hate losing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going. I'm. I've signed. I want to. I've. I've told Motorcycle in Australia I want to go again next year, and and so far that's that's my only goal because um, that's all I've got. Got goal next year is six days at the moment, so uh, uh, I'll be at, at uh, Italy, I think it is, in 2013, and and be I'll be riding as hard as I can. I mean that'd be so so sweet to get us um, get the World Trophy for Australia. Yeah, I think 
I completely agree. If I was on a World Trophy team, I would be super stoked for something like that. Okay, so you you led into 2013 a little bit there. That's obviously something that a lot of us who you know have watched the GNCCs and really kind of come to know you as an East Coast rider. We've watched you in the West Coast. Uh, I can't say we've seen you struggle. You've done amazingly well at the races that you've done, but you haven't done a ton of races besides some of the work stuff. So for 2013, is there any talk about you know rides coming up? Maybe you coming back to the East Coast? Any of that kind of stuff that you can kind of you know key in for us? Uh, so far, as, I mean, uh, 2013, I want to, I want to uh, do GNTC again as a as a main series, and and I mean, I like this year. The works was good for me. I had I struggled with my leg injury and and uh, with bike setup a little bit, but I think uh, next year I want to get back to GNTC and then some works and maybe some other other one-off races as well. Uh, maybe some motocross. Who knows? And, um, as far as team deals go, um, I'm trying to work on some things right now, but uh, still not much going on. Yeah, but then you're going to be, I mean, you're still going to, like, I know you've been riding a moose for a long time and the X-Brand goggles and things like that. Is that still going to be uh, something that you're going to be running next year? Uh, you just cut out there for a minute. Oh. Go again. Oh, I was saying, uh, didn't know if you were going to be, like, say you've been with moose for a while. I didn't know if you're going to be, you know, still wearing moose and the X-Brand goggles and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, sometimes uh, if if I went to a different team or something, sometimes they have uh, team sponsors that you have to go with. But but uh, so far, uh, I'll be staying with Moose again and X Brand and and uh, all the sponsors that have they've been with me for a few years, like City and Showy. Uh, and so hopefully, hopefully all that can figure out and and I can take those guys with me to a. To the same team uh, for GNTC or for whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. I have to get your opinion on this. Uh, I mean, it, it's something that we kind of have to talk about because it was a very unfortunate that it happened to you after you won your GNCC championship in 2010 with Suzuki pulling out of off-road. Now we know that Kawasaki Racing is kind of pulling their off-road team. So, not just what is this, you know, oh, what do you think of that, but because you've been through it, you had that experience. What does this mean to the riders, the main riders that they were that were they were supporting? And then, what does it mean for the industry? What does the industry do to try to rebound? And, and what do you think, you know, things look like for 2013 and 2014 with all these new riders in the pot? I I don't. I mean, it's it's cool for the possible like as far as GNCC goes. Um, the with Kawasaki pulling out of works, that doesn't leave. Uh, it leaves not much um, factory backing for the series, you know, so um, it might may lead to some of those guys coming back east to, to race GNCC full-time, which, I mean, it's, would be pretty cool um, to see some new faces there and, and uh, some more riders on the pro row. But, uh, yeah, that, as far as those guys pulling out, it's it's pretty much the same deal. I mean, they, they at least had a press release uh, <laughs> and they at least told their guys. I mean, I didn't. I didn't get told pretty much, and there was no press release about Suzuki. So, um, it's yeah, it sucks that they've pulled out as well. Uh, I'm not sure what it means as far as uh, other manufacturers pulling back budgets and that sort of stuff. Um, I sure hope not, uh, but we'll. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know whether those two companies are going to get back into it anytime soon, uh, or or what. I mean, it's just diff It's hard to figure out and. Um, 
hopefully for for my sake and everyone else's sake that gets paid to race off road, um, everything everything stays pretty good and and uh, can work itself out. Because if it's if not, it's uh, I guess we'll be all sweeping floors at Walmart <laughs> or, or something like that. Yeah. So. I mean, it is if is it out of sorts for you to say maybe that you know grab three or four guys from out west and just go move into a house somewhere in the east you know and and just you guys live out of the same van and make it to all the races you know just to get out there and show that you can still do it that you want to race and that you want to get paid to do it i mean is something like that totally out of you know out of out of context or no i mean that if that comes down to it i mean there's still there's still rides um available and and i think those guys that that got canned there at the at Cowie there, they I think they'll be able to find something. Mm-hmm. Um, it might might not be as much as or as good as what they were on, but I'm sure they'll they'll figure something out whether it's east or west. And uh, I think I mean there's still stuff going around, and and if you know, it's all about what you know, uh, who you know, not what you know. Right. It's not how fast you can go. It's still about who you know and who's got money and all that sort of stuff. Um, especially for off road, like the the inside the industry budgets go straight to supercross and motocross and then off-road guys get get the scraps they get we get leftovers and and sometimes there isn't any leftovers but i mean if you know someone outside the industry um that's where money's going to be coming from um from now on i think is uh outside the industry uh, funding yeah well that's that's interesting and we've definitely seen that start to happen with a couple supercross teams coming in obviously red bull and monster were outside the industry sponsors at one point in time now they seem to be taken over as main sponsors for teams so yeah i definitely think that something like that's going to happen and when we talk about sponsors it's always good to thank the people that do sponsor you the people that sponsor us here at seat time is fly racing and i have to say thank you very much to fly racing everybody please you should take your little phone out or your little browser big browser whatever flyracing.com go check them out please support the people that support seat time make sure that they have a good time we love being a partner good stuff's coming around for 2013 thanks to them for sponsoring what's been going on all right flyracing.com hook them up now i did check in with jason hooper to find out some weird stuff and i didn't get much he said he was he was having issues thinking through some of the deals that he that he could come up with but one of them was 2009 at Ironman he said that there was a time where you forgot to clean your camelback and we wanted to know just how awesome that must have tasted to have such a nice nasty camelback I, I'm trying to remember there was I mean usually I'd uh, I, I'm, I know I've cleaned it but I think over like Ironman being the last race <laughs> what I think I used to do would I could get a I could get four or five races out of one camelback biter and then I'd replace it. But I think I think that year I'd left it maybe maybe a few too many races and then we had maybe the summer break too, so it was hot and humid. And uh, by by Ironman the uh, it might have got a little mouldy in the hose. And I think I think what he's talking about on the way home I ended up puking in one of the gas station toilets and it wasn't it wasn't because I was drunk. It was uh, it was it was I think the mould. Um, just got to my stomach, and plus a tough day riding that Iron Man. I think everyone knows everyone <laughs> that rides Iron Man knows it's a pretty rough track. So uh, I think just everything added up, and and the the multi camelback didn't help. Yeah. All right. Uh, quickly, you mentioned it. We have to say Iron Man being a tough race. XC1 class 
one point apart, XE2 class, one point apart, going down to Loretta Lynn's. Uh, <laughs> do you have any thoughts about what's coming up at Loretta Lynn's with those guys? I don't know. It's going to be interesting for sure. Um, Loretta, and I think the bikes race on Saturday, so there'll be no quad tracks, Correct. which could make it more difficult to uh, more difficult to pass and that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. Both classes uh, with Caleb and and uh, Ali, and then um, Stewart and Jason in the XC2 class. So it's it's going to be going to be tricky. I think Charlie might Charlie might are uh, coming off this win. I think Charlie would be strong at Loretta's, so maybe he can he'll be able to run away with the win, and then the other two can battle it out. Oh, but uh, awesome. I, don't, I don't know. Either way, it's it's going to be. Uh, going to be interesting i just hope um team tactics don't don't play any part and i know there's some of that going on um i just hope none of that comes into it i hope the both uh, caleb and paul battle it out i agree till the, uh, till the final corner and just those two alone you know because um, i believe if you win a championship you should be winning it by yourself not because someone tells the other guy to to uh to slow up or something like that, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think the XC2 guys, those guys are so crazy anyway that they won't listen to what someone tells them. They'll just go, they'll just go batshit crazy until uh, until one of them wins. So I mean, that either way, those guys are going to be going going at it. And and uh, just from watching videos and that, you know, you know, those guys are crazy. So uh, so well, that that'll be cool. And then yeah, I just hope the XC1 class is. Uh, is legit and, and those boys go at it because it, it will be a good race and, and uh, I think whoever wins wins uh, deserves it for sure. Awesome. Well, I completely agree. I kind of wish that they could just say, Paul Wibley and Caleb Russell, you guys are going to start 10 seconds in front of the rest of the XC1 class and do the same thing for the XC2 just to possibly put them out front you know, and have them battle from the very beginning to start it off. I mean, they can't do that because of the rules, but it would be cool if something like that were to work out. All right, now before we close this up, I know you got your potato in the oven, I believe it is, as you said it. Yes, sweet, sweet potato. Sweet potato, ooh, staying healthy, I like it. Looking for the nutrients, eat the skin, it's good for you. That's what my mom tells me, okay? But uh, we need an Aussie slang saying. We need something. We, I, I want like a maybe something that sounds great or maybe a slang term that you have that you've used that completely caught somebody off guard and like just created some kind of awkward moment. Do you have anything off the top of your head? Um, uh, there's plenty of things, but some of them probably aren't so appropriate. <laughs> well, you're not gonna hurt my feelings, but you hung out. You hung out with us at uh, <laughs> at the, uh, the the whole Australian team, and Ooh. and I know I had a uh, I have a clean mouth compared to some of those boys. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I don't know. There's, uh, I don't know. There is a lot of stuff we say, but it, I never never take any notice of it. You know, the one thing I've since I've been over here, I always have trouble um, get getting ice at at uh, restaurants. Getting ice, um, just like getting ice. Yeah, like if I like ice in my orange juice, oh. stuff. And usually, orange juice doesn't come with ice. Right. So if I ask ice, I don't know whether it sounds weird to you, but some people can't understand. I had to ask for frozen water one day. I could. I'd asked for ice about four or five times, and finally, I just had to ask for frozen water. And I mean, that's just an accent thing. But uh, as far as slang goes, um, we the 
I know a lot of Americans say we uh we root for uh Paul Webley or root for Josh Strang. Um <laughs> uh rooting in Australia <laughs> is not, not cheering someone on. <laughs> so uh, so we got when someone someone says that to us, are we going to root you on? Um, we have a little private chuckle to ourselves, and and usually if you hear the Aussies saying um, we're going to go get a root, it means it doesn't mean cheer, we're going to go cheer someone on. So uh, I mean, for people listening, they can probably figure out what we're talking about. Yeah, and, we could probably tell them how to Google it, right? <laughs> it's probably it's not PG anyway. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's okay. Most of this it, there's, a, there's an indication of what it means, right. but uh, just silly little stuff like that. And uh, I told you earlier I was going to be cooking a feed tonight, yeah. so uh, cooking dinner, and um, that's about that's about it right now, off the top of my head. So uh, right. I mean, if if someone was to hang out with me, I'm sure they'd they'd figure it out. <laughs> they hang out with any Aussie, actually. The uh, some of them, some of them. Some of the things I hear from other Aussies is even funny to me as well. So, are they? So, is it because maybe they're like, in a sense, more redneck, like, or are they just like from a different part of uh, Australia? Yeah, different parts of the country. They're more hillbilly or redneck or whatever you want to call them, and uh, and different parts of the country also have different different names for for things. So, I mean, it's there's some words that I haven't even heard that I'll hear occasionally, and and it's like, man, what's <laughs> that mean? <laughs> and I'm Aussie, but uh, but anyway, that's how it goes, I guess. Same as over here, you go to California and and people talk like they talk on TV, so you can understand them. But then you go to North Carolina, and, <laughs> yeah, and what Tom say, yeah, or West Virginia, and then you know you're you got issues. <laughs> but anyway (laughs) yeah cool man well you're right i mean everybody definitely with all their different places but i think what we're gonna have to do is i'm gonna like maybe on a monthly basis just like okay i need you to text me some kind of fun australian slang and that way i can always just put it up on the internet for people to enjoy and have fun with what do you think yeah not the worst yeah yeah, all right okay so when you look for stuff like this, this is Seat Time. You can find us at seattime.co is the website where all of the shenanigans go on. If you happen to be a Facebook person, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime, and as well, Twitter, twitter.com slash seattime underscore CEO if you'd like to tweet us real hard. Josh Strang, if you'd like to really quick, do you have uh, possibly a social thingy? Yeah, um, Josh Strang is Twitter, or I don't know how you work it, at Josh Strang. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I've got Facebook. I got a Facebook page that I try and update. Uh, I'm a little bit slack about it at the moment. It's same Josh Strang, uh, an athlete page. And then uh, also Instagram, which is also Josh Strang. Man, that's pretty so, easy stuff there, huh? So it's it's pretty cool that the um, social media has kind of taken off the last few years. So so I try and get on there and and put some cool photos up on Instagram and and uh, tweet some cool stuff on Twitter and. And, uh, I mean, I try my hardest, so. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we appreciate the fact that you do. It really does It really does help as a fan to be able to see that kind of stuff, you know, and see that you're normal and that you take the same kind of crazy pictures that we do and say the same weird shit. So I think it's awesome. <laughs> Keep doing it. One, definitely want to say thank you very much for joining us on Seat Time. I had a great time in that hotel room with you, even though Jason Hooper yeah. had to be between us on the bed, or we had separate beds, but still, you know what I'm saying. It was a lot of fun. Maybe we could do it again next year. I'm just kidding. We don't have to. I'll talk you into it, though. All right. 
Enjoy your potato. Have fun out there. And we'll see you next time, right? Yeah, sounds good. All right, Thanks dude, for having me. Enjoy a pint full of awesome. And we will. We will have you next time and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Later, man.